Right on, right on, right on. Hello and welcome to the program. It's been two weeks since we've done a military analyst, and boy, we have a good one for you today. Uh, listen, if, you could, if you're just joining us, can you just write in the chat, is my voice coming through? I've been making some adjustments to the microphone, and hopefully this is working. Uh, so please let me know in the comments if the microphone is working good. All right. Thank you very much, Tessa. God bless you. Hey, welcome everyone to the Military Analyst. Chris will be joining us in just a minute or two. And uh, this is going to be a real good one. I'm going to have a couple announcements, but I just want to say something right off the front end. Um, a lot of people ask why, you know, because I have very differing beliefs than what some of these Intel briefs uh, bring forth. I think there's a lot of truth in these Intel briefs. But the way I look at these is, for instance, when Chris says Anunnaki, I think fallen angel, <laughs> you know. Uh, so there's different things, but for the most part, Although, you know, my faith might be a little bit different, uh, we do agree on most of this stuff, and, you know, history has been written, and there's a bunch of stuff happening, and there is a lot of truth in these intel briefs, and, uh, and you know, if you have a different faith system, we'll look through it through your lenses, and that's part of the reason why I'm doing the new Goggles series. By the way, there will be a new one on Sunday, so uh, look for this one in the one that's going up on Sunday was actually one of the most difficult ones for me to do. It's only about 30 minutes long, uh, but it is very, very trying. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I hope you'll be challenged by it, too. Uh, just one more quick announcement before I bring on uh, the military analyst. Uh, tonight, if you're on Telegram at 6.30, we're having an open chat discussion, and all are welcome to come. We're going to be talking about... Uh, you know, navigating the future and building community. And we're going to, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be some controversy in it for sure. I know that. And, uh, and I welcome it. And I, you know, uh, there's uh, some people who have some dissent on some of the recent videos that I've done, and that's okay. Uh, dissent is good, uh, but just have a good attitude about it and, you know, be thinking about things uh, and not being an accuser or anything like that, unless you have strict evidence. For instance, I've had people come on, uh, even this morning, uh, being an ac accusing me of being an accuser, and they didn't even watch the video. I just simply challenged them. I said, hey, uh, go watch the video, see what I presented, and uh, come back and defend it, and, uh, and then we'll talk. And, of course, they said, well, I won't watch it. So they're just accusing me, and, you know, and by being, they're accusing. <laughs> it's, you can't make up the hypocrisy of some people. Uh, hey, thanks for the share, big uh, Chief Thunderlung, and welcome everyone. Listen, we got a good one for you today. Uh, we're back in the house. Sorry we missed a week, and this is already loaded up on Right On You. If you subscribe to the Military Analyst, all these intel briefs are very long and detailed. Uh, there's lots of pictures, and uh, we can't put them on the regular platforms because of the size of them. But if you go to Write On You, that's R-I-G-H-T-O-N with the letter U dot com, uh, you can go to the Military Analyst, and it does help support uh, the Military Analyst and the station as well. It is a $17 one-time fee. Or if you choose to be an ongoing supporter, it's a little bit more generous of you. It's 3 bucks a month, and, uh, and we really thank each one of you. We're adding to it every single week. And uh, so the, today's Intel brief, I actually, 
I could have put it in history, but I actually put it into secret societies. And I think it was kind of fitting. Uh, maybe I'll be corrected by the military analyst, but he is here and he risks his life to do these. He's been doing, putting together these intel briefs for over 25 years based on his real world experience in uh, military intelligence and acquisition and weapons and everything else. And uh, man, when your eyes get opened, they get opened. And Chris is a very focused man and he has dedicated his life to saving the world and he risks his life to do it. So we call him Chris Wilson. That is not his real name, but we just refer to him as the military analyst. And welcome back to Right On Radio. Thank you, Jeff. Um, it's always a pleasure. And I have an excellent uh, session that'll be a three-part series. This is by Wayne Herschel. That's H-E-R-S-C-H-E-L. Uh, this was written in 2008. Uh, so my work goes way back. But it will complement and teach the audience the secrets to life and also uh, history and, and our civilization. So uh, this is part one. We will also do uh, a set of uh, three with uh, Michael Tellinger, either part two parts or three parts. And the two are not directly connected to each other, but they overlap. They are absolutely interconnected. They just aren't aware of it. I will probably put the two of them together. Anyway, uh, these people are near brilliant what they've decoded because everything is based on signs and symbols. Uh, just like Confucius said, not laws or words. Okay, this one is called the Key of Solomon, the Lost Symbol, part one, the hidden records. And when you go to, uh, as Jeff mentioned, the uh, right on you, you'll be able to see all the pictures that I've enclosed in this. And there's probably 15 to 20. All right, let's go forward. And I also have the website there as well included with it. Okay, we're starting off. Uh, he states, an ancient Hebrew talisman holding a shocking secret that threatened to rewrite history in the theory of human origins. It is called the Key of Solomon. This is very important. It has multiple meanings. Herschel, which is Wayne Herschel, cracked the code and discovered the ancient star maps were all over the world, encoding in a layered pattern of great monuments. The secret of the talisman begins here. He solved the meaning of the key of St. Peter. It is a key of Hiram. And that is, for those that are unaware, we're talking about Hiram Biff, which is the, quote, founder of Freemasonry. It is also the key of Solomon. It's dual, a code that has been hidden from mankind far too long. It holds a message of who we are and where we come from. And the truth is nothing close to what we've been told and taught. Herschel explains how the clues come together. So please focus on this. It's a lot of material, but it all ties together. It's all interrelated. The key of Solomon talisman is on a parchment stored in the British Library in London. It is the earliest Hebrew talisman ever found. The story starts with the secret cross of the churches, which contains more of the secret of the sacred crosses today. The cross in the left quadrant identifies the constellation Orion. Orion is a key of Solomon. It is the sword and the hilt of Orion, the three belt stars of Orion. The whole talisman, the glyph circled with symbols, 
surrounded circumference is actually a star map. As an amateur astronomer, Herschel noticed that these stars from the one o'clock to the 12 o'clock position all have connecting lines to them. Lines connecting stars are all constellations. The secret is assembling this puzzle together to crack what constellation it is. The item he was looking for was where the ecliptic was where the path of the sun and the planets. Just like in Egypt, there are two horizon positions, sunrise and sunset, which is three o'clock and nine o'clock positions of the, on the talisman. The small star directly in the middle has a beam of light coming down from it, meaning southward. It appears to have four round objects surrounding it. So when looking for a star that has planets, that symbol describes is what to look for, a star that is beyond or just below the ecliptic, and that's E-C-L-I-P-T-I-C. The Orion constellation is pointing toward the ecliptic. The key is assembling the whole star map together, and he has done this. The secret was known by the Templars throughout the secret societies. The Egyptians knew about it. George Washington and his Masonic brothers took the secrets to their grave. Leonardo da Vinci knew the secret. The Sumerians revered it. The builders of Stonehenge worshiped it. The Vatican City builders encoded the secret knowledge in the architectural layout, one that aligns with the uh, sacred cross rising on the horizon, being reborn the night of what is known as Sol Invictus, and that's S-O-L, second word, I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S. That is the 25th day of December. The Washington Monument and the Pentagon match the monuments of Egypt and on Mars as well. What are the odds when viewed from above that they have the same screen layout plan? The cities of Roslyn and Arlington, Virginia also have correlations. The very same patterns are found on Sidonia, Mars. That is where you have the face that is known as the face of Mars. It has the same five-sided monuments and in place of the obelisk found at the Giza Plateau in Egypt, which is a Giza necropolis, uh, a human face built out of blocks. The elite society is currently making fictional accounts of the secret. It is an attempt to hide its real meaning or preparing us for possibly the shocking truth, question mark. The key of Solomon, forbidden discovery, something proving all humanity is equal, question mark. The forbidden previous hidden records that follow expose secrets that have been locked away for centuries, secrets that have actually been forgotten by historical secret societies up until today. This page originally launched at the time with a book by Dan Brown called The Solomon Key, but something went completely wrong with Brown's plans. He announced he would take an extra year to do something quite shocking. He would be doing a complete rewrite and a new title with it too, and called it, quote, The Lost Symbol, and launched a promo Freemason novel on the primary symbol here in the star maps. The Ra, that's R-A, the Egyptian symbol, Ra symbol, is, uh, is called a circumpunct, which is C-I-R-C-U-M-P-U-N-C-T. But he revealed nothing. What could have transpired? Was he forced into this action by some powerful extremist? Probably. An author knows, um, an author known to expose 
ancient knowledge then launched a traditional uplifting Masonic-based story. Critics were harsh, and his more recent book that followed this one was also deemed, quote, not his best by far, and not only just, quote, a novel. One expert said it was of such a different writing style that it makes one wonder what inspired such a change. There is only one historically known controversial Solomon Key collection of ancient knowledge. It is found as the ancient Hebrew original cipher found in the manuscript called, I'm going to spell this, it's based, uh, I believe it's Latin, Clavicula, which is C-L-A-V-I-C-U-L-A, Salomonis, which is S-A-L-O-M-O-N-I-S. So it has uh, the name Solomon inside of it. And this is currently the only completely extensive study online uh, right here. He previous, his previous works were uh, building up to expose secrets of human history, human origins, quote, angels, and quote, demons, true nature, and their messages. These hidden records once connected the foundations of secret society to the Vatican and the Hebrew legend of the stars of David and Solomon, right through the design of Washington, D.C. today, something mirrored in all ancient civilizations. It begins here. Three ancient documents show the same secret for three different ancient cultures. One, all three show a star position near a group of seven other stars. Second, all three have a beam of light or ladder from the star to earth. Three, all three have been deemed forbidden history for centuries. In the graphics below, the three historical, quote, beams of light, quote, records, there is more. Note the solar trinity comparison with the ancient Christian parchments, the $1 bill, and another U.S. landmark, the Nashville, Tennessee Monument. It has three stars in correct orientation to the three sun-like stars in the sky. And monument itself, as recognized by Arthur William Henry, looks like Stonehenge. Uh, and there's references in these articles that can be clicked on. In fact, as a landmark star map, both Stonehenge and this monument correlate for the same representation of the, of the ultimate place in the sky, and both Stonehenge and Nashville have the beam of light symbolism. And then it shows a map uh, of his work, which is absolutely spectacular. And it's showing the correlations of, uh, with uh, our US dollar bill, uh, all correlated with um, star maps. And it goes on to say, with the uh, US dollar, the $1 bill overlay, and the key expression you need to remember is, as above, so below. And that is so important because that has been kept secret all the way through all ancient civilizations going forward. Next section, An ancient Hebrew talisman discovered in the British Museum. The image above is the clear image to date presented to me by a mysterious friend who assures me it's free for me to use. I blended the images edges to fit the photo frame here. I see others like Wikipedia are now using this new reference image I made online as well. I am not bothered to query others' usage of it since it is still probably not the original from the manuscript. Here are the most recent press releases since uploading the findings online at this website and publishing in two periodicals in 2007 and 2008. 
in the United Kingdom. It's called the Kindred Spirit Issue, uh, 90 pages, uh, page 56. I'm sorry, Kindred Spirit Issue 90. And then he referenced page 56. And these are links. You can click on them. See the cover in the article image. In South Africa, Renaissance Issue number 62, page 72. See the cover and article titles. So you can click on those. This was secured and registered for copyright purposes, securing document dates like the YouTube video at the top of the page and public release. Then there's a press release one, two, three, and four that can be clicked on. Before we get into decoding the Solomon Key cipher, we need to cover a little more ground first. The new material being released on this website will confirm that, quote, evil grimoires, which is G-R-I-M-O-I-R-E-S, uh, demons and witchcraft, are more likely highly dramatized alterations of ancient myths created by the elite either to hide or to encode sacred knowledge within secret manuscripts. Encoded high, excuse me, encoded hidden records that would create new laws to protect secret knowledge that only they were privy to. Here is the reasoning. The elite thousands of years ago seemed to have hidden valuable enlightening records that threatened their war-hungry profiteering ways by demonically encoding texts so that actions could be taken on their general public found delving into such works. I believe this protocol is still active today, although it has taken a whole new direction. Uh, angels appear to be real flesh and blood, visitors to our world, and the texts encoded important stars associated with these visitors as demons. This will be elaborated on further down the page. Historically speaking, this article identifies a symbol that has lost its meaning until now. The lost symbol is not only Solomon's key, it is also the same key of the Masonic legend of Hiram Abiff and the same key secret of St. Peter as seen in his statue of the Vatican, at the Vatican. The statue of St. Peter points down the causeway in the direction of the secret of the star fortress. There is something previously hidden that is about to launch. Once the sacred uh, cross symbol is deciphered. In the Tennessee image, I interpret three orbs in the heavens on the Freemason first degree tracing board as stars. And that is sourced from the original historical first document on record at Bradford University. Traditional Freemasons will say the traditional interpretation of it as the sun and the moon. The basis of the argument from a traditional perspective has always been that the Ra symbol is our sun and not a different sun-like star. For the sake of the debate and star map argument of the ancient document, their sun and moon depictions have been removed as well as in a quote experiment, also their correlating pillars on the ground. There were three pillars and there were three orbs in the sky, leaving one pillar left on the ground for the blazing star correlation. And that's a C image below. But the historical Freemason document with a reference connection with the little experiment removing the common sun and moon references clearly reveals the star secret. It is with Sol Invictus, the 25th of December, when the sky matches the ground and it was used as a day of ancient sun veneration celebration. And then he shows a picture of that. 
which is incredible with his graphics and art. Okay, going forward. First fact, remove the sun and the moon as an experiment to see what is left because scientists have learned all about both the sun and the moon and all you have left in the sky are stars. Note the Freemason references in green font to the seven stars and the blazing star reference. Second fact, the view is watching the eastern horizon. Third fact, the orientation of both seven stars and blazing stars fit the orientation of the Pleiades and sun-like star over the eastern horizon in Washington, D.C. on December 25th. Fourth fact, the latter representing the 33 steps or degrees in Freemasonry, which coincidentally is the same degree measurement by astronomers from the rising sacred cross of Orion's belt, which is coincidentally also the same measure in the Testament of Solomon, and that's text of 33 units of cosmic measure to an important star. Fifth fact, the, cir- the circumpoint, circumpunt, which is C-I-R-C-U-M-P-U-N-C-T, Ra, symbol is on the ground at the bottom of the ladder is found as a Ra symbol marking on the ground, which can only be referred to the title of the, quote, blazing star. Sixth fact, the pillar on the ground representing the star above in the tradition, as above as below, is a pillar or obelisk, just like in Egypt, like the very same Washington Monument, which coincidentally also has the same circumpunct raw symbol marking on the ground, like the historical Freemason tracing board. And there's a reference to that. New findings exposed on this website. This website explores the work of my book, The Hidden Records, and my controversial research into lost knowledge that I believe has always been hidden. Once the history came to light over the last century, it seems scholars have intentionally published interpretations that are completely erroneous. That means wrong. Thus, the secret one would unite all humanity as one sacred bloodline has always been hidden by the elite through the ages who did not see it firstly accepted that all humanity are the chosen race and secondly, do not see it profitable for all society to be at peace. Before reading further, if you feel this story is a little complex, consider the video of the real historical connection between the Solomon Key and all of the above mentioned material. Click on the four minute YouTube video of Solomon Key slash forward slash Vatican forward slash Freemason forward slash Washington. Find at the top of the page. It's linked there. Okay, so you have Orion Constellation shows the way. You have the, what is known as the Clavicle of Solomon, the Key of Solomon, the Vatican City configured as a key, and the Lalibelia Cross, which is L-A-L-I-B-E-L-I-A. So it shows a picture of that as well, the different... Um, basically uh, images of these, their coins, and they have the uh, ancient coins, which have a crescent moon at the bottom, and then uh, seven stars above it inside the crescent moon. Uh, on two of them, one has a single star, two of them have a single star, and another one has a, uh, a basically horse and chariot. 
Okay, so basically we have what is known as the Roman denarii, and that's D-E-N-A-R-I coins. That's the Christian error. And they show the crescent moon in reverse and a seven-star pattern. And then it has another photograph of a total of 12 coins, and they're all listed. But they have, on each coin, they have um, symbols. One is a goat, one is a centaur, one is an antelope, one is a bull, one is a panther, one is a boar, one is a doe, meaning deer, one is a pegasus, one is a uh, hippocamp, which is a type of hippo, uh, one is a orphan, which is O-R-Y-P-H-O-N, another is a lion, and another is a Capricorn. And then we go to the next picture, and it shows the Key of Solomon equals Orion's belt and the Pleiades. This is critical. Uh, the um, Pleiades have always known as the Seven Sister Star Group. They have always been an impact uh, for uh, mankind, also with uh, seeding the human race here. Okay, then we go to the next picture, and it's a Temple of Baalbek in Lebanon. This is, uh, it takes on human form, holding a key when it's uh, right side up. Portion of the hexagonal head shown in the upper right. This is one of the largest complexes ever built, uh, also known as the uh, Jupiter. The Pleiades constellation with suns, meaning soul one and soul two. There's actually soul one, soul two, and soul three. We don't have time to discuss that tonight or today. Form a triangle. The Malik, and that's M-A-L-I-K, Shah, S-H-A-H. The Malik Shah, the uh, Thigh Anomaly, Iran, and the Oval Mound, and a Dendera disc in Egypt, connected by lines, form the same triangular, triangular pattern. Then we have ancient Egypt and the sacred feminine origin. Dan Brown in the Da Vinci Code showed he held a passion for the symbolism of the sacred feminine, but not once did he expose its origin or its connection to the circumpunct symbol of Ra. The papyrus text is one of the oldest on display in the Cairo Museum, and it has the goddess Nut, and that's N-U-T, which is a uh, goddess of the heavens, and above stretching from horizon to the horizon. Nut is a sacred feminine of the heavens in ancient Egypt. I have extracted the same sacred feminine of the heavens in the insert above the traditional monument markings, positions of stars on the ground, fitting the Hermes tradition of, quote, as above, so below. I have traced out all 50 pyramids of Lower Egypt as a grand star map, which is explored on this website. The importance of this papyrus, however, is as follows. The sacred feminine is touching with her toes on the ground with the leg of the bull constellation of the seven stars, the Pleiades. Her cosmic address shows more in detail in the Hebrew interpretation below as in the Solomon key pictogram. The Pleiades symbol is next to the Sphinx where Ra landed in his cel uh, celestial ship. The full papyrus analysis of the Pleiades and the celestial ship landing on the Sphinx. And then it shows a picture of uh, referencing that, the Pleiades Star of David, where artifacts show Ra symbol and beam of light. And then shows the Hebrew tradition and the Egyptian tradition. And then it shows Orion's belt with the sacred masculine as well. The sacred feminine of the, Plemity, of the Pleiades, the goddess Newt, the uh, cosmic womb, and the monument, which, is, which are pyramids. Okay, next section. 
the ultimate monument of Ra in Egypt in Washington, D.C. Most people think the Sphinx of the Great Pyramid is Egypt's ultimate monument. That is completely incorrect. The Ra obelisk was once the only monument to be capped in gold. I offer this final piece of the hidden records of history fitting the same mystery of the lost meaning of the pyramids with their star connection. All 50 of the pyramids of Lower Egypt map out a string of constellations and the proverbial quote X that marks the spot is the grand obelisk of Ra and it's placed dead center in the pyramid field. And then he shows a picture of that. And it shows states uh, that Herschel's 50 pyramid star map breakthrough map being 360 degrees of the brightest stars along the Milky Way. The Sphinx watches the star of Ra rise in the east. It is a sun, but it is not our sun. Then we have the next uh, image, which is uh, the ultimate monument, which is Abu Sir, Egypt. And that's A-B-U-S-I-R in Egypt. And then it shows a reference of where the pyramids are in reference to uh, uh, the topography and the River Nile. Then we have the Hebrew Key of Solomon pictogram cipher puzzle. The most important discovery of repeating the ancient star map <coughs> secret explored in my book is without doubt the Hebrew Solomon Key pictogram cipher seen in the above. Here is a trace copy of the two pictograms digitally rendered with its detail on parchment as it would have been before becoming an updated historical component, meaning on paper, of the Clavica Salaminis Codex in the British Library. The full story follows on below with all references. One talisman picture is the Solomon Key, a unique symbol associated with the lost teachings of the Christ that is the, quote, key that will unlock the secret of the star-spangled puzzle next to it. I am seen here holding a copy of the parchment I have been fortunate to decipher. Copies of this parchment, similar medium, are available for sale to the public to raise funds for research. And then it shows a picture of him and holding the, uh, uh, the, the parchment. I guess one could say I am an ancient symbol and pictogram researcher, not having the knowledge of any ancient language. This evolved over the last 20 years long before I became an author challenging human origins with the substantial symbol and pattern breakthroughs I published in my book, quote, The Hidden Records. My most important ancient lost symbol discoveries are listed here. There is a click to it, a link. And references the uh, Key of Solomon parchment source. It is all sourced from the Hebrew, I'm going to spell this because I'm not familiar with this word, capital M-A-F-T-E-A-H. That would be Maftia and then uh, Shaloma, which is S-H-E-L-O-M-O-H. Records listed and referenced from the uh, collection of the manuscripts titled Clavicula uh, Salomonis, which is the Key of Solomon uh, in the British Library. And then he shows a picture and of uh, the parchment. And unfortunately, I have trouble with my laptop. I'm still addressing, uh, waiting for the, uh, the mouse to stop spiraling and become, uh, there we go. Okay, the image above is the clearest image to date presented to me by a mysterious friend 
who assured me it was free for use. Okay, and that's a repeated from earlier part. I am not bothered uh, to query other usage of it since it's probably still not the original from the manuscript. So then it goes on uh, the listing that I mentioned before and I've done that section. Then we do um, the lost symbol is not the only Solomon's key. It is the same key of the Masonic legend of Hiram of Biff. I mentioned that. And the same key secret of St. Peter, which I've mentioned in his statue at the Vatican. The statue of St. Peter points down the causeway at the Vatican in the direction of the secret of the star fortress. And there is something previously hidden that is about to be launched. And once the sacred cross symbol is deciphered. Okay, then he shows a picture of a star map with a Taurus and references to uh, places on earth, which is the Pantheon, uh, Castile's uh, Saint uh, Angelo, the Piazza. So this has a lot to do with uh, Rome. As above as below, the ground mirrors the sky. Stars are rising on the evening of at 6 p.m. on December 25th. And it's an incredible artwork that he's done. Okay. Is it just a coincidence that the Pope makes an appearance on Christmas Eve and views the heavens where it mirrors the ground? The three kings of Orion follow from the east heavenly word to find a star associated with the birth of the Messiah. Many believe that the 25th of December was the birthday of the, quote, capitals, son of God. It is just a coincidence, too, that up until the Christ was accepted by the masses, that this day was celebrated for the birth of the sun rising in the east. The new findings on the Masonic blazing star, the Bethlehem star, the star of King David, and the lost symbol of the Christ will challenge human origins and the very foundation of all religions. The sacred cross known as the Chai Rio, and that's C-H-I hyphen R-H-O, which is also known as the XP symbol in quotes, uh, for the Christ and the real cross holds the ultimate secret. Read on and see how this symbol unlocks a valued truth. Yes, it actually involves a layout design behind Washington, D.C., the Vatican City layout design, and the details found on the Kia Solomon and more. Undeniably, this is real measurable material, real matching patterns beyond coincidence and actual history that has all its references here on this site. For example, as seen below, how the stars of Orion was chosen as a sacred symbol. It was Constantine's, quote, double cross symbol used with Christian churches, which appears to be the, quote, key of Solomon and the Christ symbol chosen for the British flag. And the, the symbol uh, that he's referring to is the is known as the Chai Rio, C-H-I hyphen R-H-O. All right. And he shows a map showing uh, with a British, uh, the correlation between the British flag, the Chai Rio, which is the uh, cross with an, it's like an X with a, uh, a line down the center with a capital P, uh, the Solomon Key, and then a uh, star map, I believe, oh, Orion's Belt. The sacred cross you are about to view is the Solomon Keys parchment most prominent clue. This ancient symbol ties in with many ancient civilizations that appear to have obsessed in many religions 
based on the star, quote, God, quote, visitation, mark, making contact with the kings. It evolved into a demonic encoded secret only for the elite during the time of King Solomon and later interpreted as angelic visitation before becoming ridiculed today as a completely new topic. Next, the paranormal. Sightings and contact made with beings in flying discs, hidden records of contact with those of human lineages and the small gray com uh, complexion childlike beings called the cherub cherubim, which is C-H-E-R-U-B-I-M. This is an absolute shocker, no doubt hidden from the public by the elite, since I will prove that all humanity is sacred and equal. Not only that, it seems that they have prevented teachings and that they reveal how our elite are globally profiteering from humanity while hiding a new system that would end their destructive profiteering, prevent billions from suffering while ending poverty, a system that is uplifting and universally pure. The historical Solomon Key parchment is the earliest Hebrew talisman on record. Most likely King Solomon's origin, original encoded parchment. The layout of Washington DC and the Vatican City with their strange Egyptian obelisk convincingly seems to be linked to the lost key on this parchment. The secret layout plan appears to be designed to celebrate the only day in the year on which the sun rises together with the lost symbol of the Christ. The very same pattern is encoded on the Hebrew Solomon key parchment. The 4th of July is the only day in the year when the center of the lost symbol of Solomon and Constantine, a sacred cross in the sky, rises due east, absolutely in sync with the rising known as rebirth of our sun. When viewed from the Washington DC National Mall Grand Causeway. What, do, what could this mean? What is the sacred cross of Constantine and Solomon? What does this have to do with a star secret? All this is revealed on this webpage. In my conclusion, the controversial and very ancient Hebrew key of Solomon, talisman. A talisman is a, is a key or a code, so you can understand. Um, it's a physical description, but it's a, uh, it's a key or a clue to solving. Okay, the talisman is well thought out puzzle. The interpretation of its star inscriptions matches the theme of King Solomon's testimony, Codex, identifying demons encoded not just as real stars, but measurable constellations will be explored on this website. It seems to be a star map showing the way to one single very important blazing star of the heavenly deities, that being the star of David. The hypothesis is supported with a previous unrecognized worldwide ancient collection of the same star pattern obsession, identifying the same proverbial X marks the spot. A clear spiritual uplifting message also associates with it. The Solomon key encryptions and the map matching global uh, collection of a recurrent ancient star map, statistically speaking, are now indisputable pieces of data. Without a doubt, they will soon be put to the test by historians and astronomers, even if it frustrates them to consider the obvious that we have never been alone in this universe. Ever wonder why the word, quote, key in capitals has to do with King Solomon? 
The ancients used this icon in elite societies signifying that they were keepers of a grand secret, literally holding a key in unlocking forbidden knowledge. Dan Brown's Angels and Demons, uh, also a movie release in May of 2009, justifies part of the importance of the Egyptian obelisk and the star fortress that the statue of St. Peter with his key points down to the Vatican causeway, a star-shaped fortress with an archive of ancient knowledge, question mark, knowledge perhaps protected by the elite and not deemed fit for the common man. The Vatican uses this key emblem. They depict two keys, one key of gold and one key of silver, one perhaps unlocking the secret of spirituality and the other on the human beginnings. And then he's got a link to uh, the Vatican star secret. The other key secret on the human spirit lies on the mosaic floor from an earlier Pope as seen as known as the oneism.org. And that's O-N-E-I-S-M dot O-R-G. There's a link to that. There is more. The Freemason Foundation secret, the key of Hiram star map. And it's got a reference, a star chart with what appears to be three suns, that being sun-like stars in the heavens and a ladder with a key leading up to the most important sun. And there's a reference to the pre-Christian solar trinity. All of this will be explored and linked to other cases of the secrets discovered in the foundations of all ancient civilizations. This website provides more substantial evidence in support of my controversial ancient star map hypothesis based on the findings all over the world in the beginning of almost every ancient civilization. The Key of Solomon parchment, the Hebrew Matthias Shalomov, which I mentioned, M-A-F-T-E-A-H, and then S-H-E-L-O-M-O-H, records listed and referenced online with a collection of manuscripts uh, titled the Clavicula uh, Solomonis, which is also translated as the King, the Key of Solomon, and that is in the British Library. In this online library archive link, scholars have presented only this primary Hebrew talisman with its counterpart key. The identification of the key is the lost symbol itself and will be revealed next. And then it shows a picture of the original Hebrew uh, photograph of the uh, Key of Solomon parchment duplicated in manuscript at the British Library in London. And it shows it open with the the talismans, which are the symbols and codes. At the Clavicula Solomonis website, uh, webpage rather, scroll down to the bottom of the page to view a copy of the original Hebrew parchment. Click on the image above and look for the same details seen in this image. It seems to be intentionally hidden among worthless doodles or perhaps even fake inscriptions of absolutely no importance. It is listed as one and only Hebrew source, Key of Solomon. As the outer rim puzzle on the Key of Solomon talisman is pieced together and once the meaning of the sacred cross is deciphered in its carefully placed outer rim position, all will become clear. Here is the Key of Solomon parchment in clear detail. The lost symbol, quote, of the, quote, key is on top the encoded star talisman of Solomon below. 
and then he shows another picture of the talisman, meaning this the symbolic code. And then it goes to, in essence, my findings are a little more than just theory. When a whole string of linked mysteries across the globe all venerate the same star template of the lost symbol, all obsessed with a single star near the sacred stars, and all revere the, quote, angelic, quote, heavenly visitors who appear to be our ancestors from this, quote, missing star, mystery star. Next, you're about to see the key of Solomon is the same key of St. Peter, and it is the same key of Hiram and the key of Enoch. Not only that, the secret seems to explain conclusively the Bethlehem star of Christ, the star of Hiram Abiff, the blazing star of the Freemasons, the star of David, and most importantly, also the star of Wayne, and that's W-A-I-N. That is the name King Solomon people called this star, was W-A-I-N. In the link below, the word search, these critical words simply open a, a word search window on the page by pressing these keys on your keyboard, meaning control F, then copy and paste each word or phrase into the search window on the webpage. And then he's got uh, a list of words. One is, uh, I'm gonna spell it first, then pronounce it A-S-M-O-D-E-U-S, Asmodeus. The next one is Wayne, W-A-I-N-E. The next is Pleiades, P-L-E-I-A-D-E-S. The next is seven lamps. The next is stars in a row. The next is the seven stars, which is the Pleiades. The next is follow. And the next is fix thy house. And then he continues in, in the Testament of Solomon, line 24, he says, see highlighted words here in the ancient codex. <clears throat> an, an angelic character speaks to King Solomon encoded as the demon Asmodeus, which I've mentioned, A-S-M-O-D-E-U-S. I, quote, I was born of an angel's seed by a daughter of man, so that no word of our heavenly kind addressed to the earthborn can be questioned. My star is bright in heaven, and all men call it the Wayne, W-A-I-N. Soon we shall again have free range over mankind, so as they will shall revere us for as if we were gods. Scholars who read my research claim that in their emails express anger and frustration. They respond asking how it is possible for someone who is not an archeologist to come out of the blue and present this. Firstly, so much new material, and secondly, material that includes ruins of a lost civilization on Mars, question mark. They ref refuse They refuse point blank to look at the research or comment on it. They say it defies all probability of it being possible and therefore not worth their valuable time. So then he puts uh, the, so the, what is, what he's stating is that the professional archeology, span anthropology, uh, cryptozoology, all these, and uh, crypto-linguists are refusing to accept his incredible work because it contradicts everything that they've learned because it's all a blind test. Okay, the next section is bind the demons, unlock the, the Solomon key secret. <coughs> Excuse me. The Testament of Solomon Manuscripts speaks of the hidden knowledge in unlocking King Solomon's secret. And it is without doubt of the very same theme which the talisman parchment 
with the lost symbol. I had realized that the ancient Hebrews encoded this manuscript with the complete layout of the star's constellation using fictitious demonic characters in much the same way as I discovered in my book that the 50 pyramids of Lower Egypt are a group of joining constellations. So too are the, quote, demons encoded into the Testament of Solomon manuscript. Demons in this context are not evil spirit demons, as one would imagine. The ancient scribes were telling the secret with a story, but for their elite society, encoding the stars and their names and positions. The secretly adjusted codex allows the elite the right to take action against any person found researching forbidden, quote, demonic material. And the reasoning follows. Discovery is discussed with full online references lower down on the page. The clue is precise and it works for the talisman. Simply, quote, bind the stars. Join the stars with lines to complete the missing star constellation reference in the outer ring. It is part of the star map to find the place in the heavens of the star of David, that being King David, Solomon's father. The online Clavicula Solomonis manuscript depicts many talisman examples, but to crack the original secret, one needs to search for the Hebrew source talisman, the original Hebrew key of King Solomon. It would have been Greek, I'm sorry, it would have, it would have to be Hebrew, not Greek, not Latin or French or any other source. It would also need to fit the manuscript theme of the Solomon Testament, which it does, and details follow below. Quite a surprise, too, that it is shockingly secret appears to be the same as the Vatican, the Freemasons, and the Washington, D.C. layout plan, and the fundamental secret of the beginning of all the great pyramid civilizations. For those only interested in deciphering the talisman here without finding out more, or what uh, the star map truly means, it is decoded in an animated graphic at the bottom of this page. The story unfolds here piece by piece, so you, the reader, can reference and reason each clue as it is put together. So perhaps it is not worth jumping straight to the deciphered meaning just yet. The key of Solomon, Talaman, and lost symbol appears to be the earliest Hebrew encoded talisman on record. The original key, quote, secret of King Solomon that most likely started the legend of the key of Solomon. And then we have the encoded portraits of George Washington. Now, my research on the key of Solomon led me to the George Washington secret portraits painted by Freemasons. The image below is titled, A Vision Unfolds. Click on it for source reference and where a Freemason did the honor of using my claim and image for the position of the blazing star. And then it shows George Washington and some of his staff inside his tent, looking out on a, a clear sky. Then we have what is known as the ecliptic, and that is referenced with the uh, the moon, the seven the seven sisters, the Pleiades and the blazing star. It is painted by Freemason Paul Peter Waddell, W-A-D-E-L-L, -L, and it is a secret star map encoded on the celestial globe. Very clever of the Masonic artist to place it astronomically correct. Also in the portrait above, Washington's right hand is a sextant for star locating, 
which works almost identical to the earlier Masonic, which is known as a set square, S-E-T-S-Q-U-A-R-E, and dividers set at 33 degrees. The celestial globe shows the blazing star of the Freemasons near the ecliptic, but not close enough to the ecliptic to be our sun. The line depicted in yellow is the ecliptic because the other line references are longitude slash latitude celestial references. This star secret, I am absolutely certain, is celebrated by the largest Egyptian obelisk ever built in Abusir, which is A-B-U-S-I-R, in ancient Egypt, as well as one even larger built in modern times, that being the Washington Monument. And it's important in Washington, D.C. as a secret star map set to the mirror of the sky on Sol Invictus. There is also another encoding painting and it is produced in almost identical theme, the Washington family portrait. I could see it at first glance that it also holds a Masonic code, a code encrypted within it, revealing the meaning of the city I was about to build that mirrors the heavens. Click the image to see the secret. It is also a completely parallel story of, on its own. Perhaps come back and click the image uh, below a little bit later. George Washington is pointing to the place where the great Pentagon was to be built. It would match what I believe can only be explained as a hidden secret ancient manuscript explaining human origins from the stars and a once colonized Mars. Why? Because Washington DC mirrors the Mars anomaly. The secret also includes how both the national treasure films reveal many Masonic clues. And then it shows a map uh, representing the great secret of Egypt, King Solomon, Stonehenge, and Mars. The secret behind the Key of Solomon collection of talismans will hold their own ground and lead to identifying the same star secret also held by both the Templars and the Freemasons. For now, let's not speculate any further on Dan Brown's fictional account of the lost symbol and rather feast on the exciting material that has previously not been opened to researchers since it was deemed, quote, forbidden history, quote. What you are about to read has important references and it is based on reasoning logic and with crucial comparison to some monumental that builds that the ancients obsessed about from the earliest moments where humanity built its first great empires. And then we have the, the Chai Rios uh, lost symbol and the Key of Solomon. Introduction, a divine secret perhaps once included in the Genesis records of many great civilizations has been hidden for millennia. The original of the Solomon seal and the hidden secrets with the Solomon key, two invaluable pieces of history's enigmatic records have been kept secret far too long. The same secret you will soon bear witness to appears to have been encrypted into the legacy of many ancient civilizations. Their most sacred artifacts and monuments invariably show evidence of it. However, more often than not, collections of hidden texts fail to make clear mention of the Solomon Key secret and the meaning of its lost symbol. Why? It includes records of something that did not fit into the dogma of warmongering and the manu manipulation of societies. It would firstly prove that we are all the children of those that came from above 
and secondly, it condemned war and slavery. Humanity has proven it has never ever thought along these lines. For as long as civilization has existed, traditional tradition rather has dictated what its people should believe without free will. In many instances, from century to century, leaders have taken it upon themselves to influence the interpretation of the sacred records brought to civilization by those that once came from above. Leaders throughout history have commanded alliance to allegiance to their dictatorships by creating a God-fearing society. This was only the way these symbols, these systems of governance could work, is through fear. One must wonder how many of the original texts were altered to make them even more palatable for their kingdoms. A difficult question to answer. However, if this really happens, why should we be forced to follow tradition and pay the price our ancestors' misguided intentions and be deprived of this knowledge? More importantly, whatever happened to all these texts upholding this sacredness and sanctity of human life and happiness? With the disappearance, removal, and the omission, what appears to be many crucial, original, and sacred teachings, civilization has been slowly slipping back into destructive chaos. The Solomon Key and Lost Symbol Secret was probably discovered during an epoch where religion had changed considerably, so much so that the revived knowledge would not fit the tradition of the day and would need to be hidden. Since the time when the Solomon Key was supposedly discovered, the secret of King Solomon has remained surrounded by mysticism. Throughout history, religious figures have tried to keep its contents a tightly guided secret, guarded secret. They need to devise a means to take firm action against those that were found delving into its meaning. In all likelihood, the lost symbol secret was intentionally embedded into destructive manuscripts on witchcraft. A society governed by religious convictions would no doubt allow extreme action to be taken against any individuals found in possession of forbidden manuscripts. They would be burned at the stake. More recently, some exciting new discoveries have been made that will facilitate the deciphering of its meaning. For the time ever, for the first time ever all, the mechanisms are in place for the Solomon Key and its lost symbol to stand a chance of being considerably as valuable knowledge. What is more, given the sensitivity of the subject and its implications to a humanity, a substantial study is important. No doubt there are powerful and influential elements out there in whose interest it would be for the secret to remain hidden permanently. King Solomon's Temple of the Human Form. The source of the Solomon Key Parchment with its forgotten symbol is Middle Eastern. It is both sacred and pure. Its encrypted message will challenge everything we thought we knew about our oranges. The message that is revealed from the lost symbol in the parchment will prove the theoretical doctrine with unremitting evidence that every civilization is ascendant from those that came down from the heavens, opposing that we are linked to an earth evolved uh, as a hominid of any sort. Moreover, it will present a bold new challenge to the quote, out of Africa Eve theory 
from an entirely new angle. One has to question if it is such an awful thought that we could actually be descendants of those that evolved in another star system, angels, if you like. Although there is no historical certainty on the exact identity of Solomon in reference to the legend of the Key of Solomon, it seems highly likely that he is the biblical King Solomon, uh, the son of King David, and hence carries the seal referred to as the Star of David. Once a king of Jerusalem, he became historically famous for the building in Jerusalem of the original sacred temple mount called Solomon's Temple, a temple that once stood where the more recent temple mound stands today. The grand secret relating to King Solomon has been preserved in hidden manuscripts that have survived the test of time, but nobody to date has managed to decipher the mysticism and secret codes that surround it. Some breaking new discoveries in archaeoastronomy and the Judex Code, and that's J-U-D-A-S-C-O-D-E-X, Judas Codex, have recently led to deciphering a key aspect of its fundamental star encrypted meaning. And this is now freely available to all on this website. The biblical King Solomon is well known from the Old Testament account in Genesis. Solomon's testimony originated from Hebrews text and has been carried through legend, appearing in many questionable and mysterious manuscripts. Be that as it may, Everything speaks for him having been a holy man and a good man who had a connection with those that came from above. From all accounts, Solomon held the, quote, key to unlocking a heavenly secret. King Solomon's temple refers to by theologians as the biblical Solomon's temple was once a grand uh, palatial work of masonry. I believe it once replicated a design exactly the same as this scene in Baalbek. And that's a, got a picture below. So much so that it has got me to wondering if this grand ruin is completely misunderstood. And this is the actual ruin of the temple itself. The biblical account and the Testament of Solomon both speak of blocks queried in Lebanon right here. The Temple of Jupiter at Baalbek is well known as one of the largest temple complexes ever constructed on this planet from the largest blocks of masonry ever produced by humankind. It is this temple ruin representing the key of Solomon's secret? Question mark. Why is it facing the message skyward? A message so large that our astronauts can see it ponder on the thought because it is the very same thinking, a design plan, as in the layouts of all the pyramids and that of Stonehenge and the claim of pyramids on Mars. There has been much speculation among researchers whether the Baalbek ruin represents a man holding a key like the statue of St. Peter at the Vatican. Is Baalbek depicting, this is in Lebanon, is Baalbek depicting the King Solomon holding his key? I believe so. If so, consider why its message is facing skyward. And then it shows a picture of the uh, Temple of Jupiter at Baalbek from an overhead. And then uh, a picture next to it with a man holding a key. And when you compare it, you'll see that it is literally, the, um, the temple is actually a uh, overview with a, um, with a, like a key of Solomon, uh, which is a skeleton key. 
And then it shows a temple resembling human form in Lebanon. And then the size of man, it shows a picture of a man standing at the temple and it's so minuscule because of the, the grand grandiose of the uh, columns of the one, two, three, four, five, six columns at the temple. The design of the King Solomon's temple encapsulated what some scholars have recently suggested was a monumental representation of the divine nature of the human form. Excuse me. <coughs> okay. If this is true, one has to wonder if both Solomon and the builders of the temple at Baalbek were trying to make their landmark visible from a high altitude for religious or other reasons. That is correct. It's meant to be seen from the uh, from above the earth. Okay. Its gargantuan size is easily visible from space. Consider it for a moment why this could be important. Also, why choose the human form blueprint and why holding a key? Compare the pillar sizes and the block sizes with that of the person standing between the bases of the highlighted pillars at Baalbek. And that's what I was referring to. And then it goes on the sea of, okay, now we have the seal of Solomon decoded. The seal of Solomon is a legendary scroll seal King Solomon apparently wore on his ring. It has been reconstructed here. There is an image of what it looks like. The symbol it displays became the Star of David. It is a very sacred Hebrew symbol. It is made up of two independent triangles superimposed over one another. It appears to encapsulate a symbolic meaning, and that being as above in the heavens, so below on the ground, meaning earth. The triangle pointing downward seems to represent what is sacred in the heavens. The triangle on the ground with its apex facing the heavens possibly symbolizes sacred places on earth. Or, as some new theorists believe, the triangle could be symbolizing the secret meaning for the shape of the pyramid itself. One has to ask if this is perhaps another way of suggesting pyramids represent something sacred in the heavens, those being stars, possibly. In this image below, the most important depiction of the Seal of Solomon of all is portrayed. It is perhaps the earliest version of all and a similar version of its reproduced later in the old manuscript titled of the Arte Gotia, and that's A-R-T-E, second word, G-O-E-T-I-A. Decoding it as follows, uh, put the mouse over the image and click on it, uh, which brings to the webpage. The Seal of Solomon, which I propose as the merging of as above, so below legend, were a solar trinity in the sky triangle of the sacred feminine aspect of the womb of the Egyptian goddess Nut points downward. It is placed or merged over the temple obelisk or pyramid to complete that on earth below. A pattern I found is most often built as a star map to mirror the sacred part of the sky. Two triangles merged as one. Hebrew scholars say that the seal is made of seven aspects, six points, and its center is the seventh aspect. Here I propose in, since 2003 that it represents the star of the Pleiades, which I also believe was celebrated with the use of seven candles in a menorah for the sacred seven celestial lights. The seventh aspect has what I propose was how the ancient Hebrews believed the Pleiades 
were complete only with the solar trinity sun stars. It placed the seven star at the center, but in this version, it is represented with an overlay of what was special about the Pleiades. The seven stars with its sun, uh, with its three sun stars in the T-shape with the two at the top and one below in it, the correct orientation when viewed from the east. It is the sacred feminine correlation, uh, correct orientation as well. But the label with the capital T, quote, symbol explains it all. It was known as the Tau, and that is T-A-U in capitals. There's a reference link to it as well. Scholars say that the Tau cross, T-A-U, where it is from has its or origins and has a lot to do with the normal crossing of Christianity that I found represented uh, the Orion constellation. Consider now the Tau cross might even be older here. It perfectly holds the three suns I propose, and it probably is so old that it has its roots in the Gobeki Tepki, and that is G-O-B-E-K-L-I-T-E-P-E. -E -E. That is the oldest uh, recorded uh, uh, archaeological site, and that's in Turkey, as seen with the T monolith shown, and it is directly linked to the uh, Great Pyramid of uh, Giza complex. The T monoliths are perhaps the way that the ancients believe their dwellings hold up the roof and the heavens. I am now convinced, since there are so many ancient cultures using the T symbol, their depictions of interaction with the star gods, that this teaching was global. The Alpha and the Omega reference to the beginning of time and the end of time records of our creator that the Elohim, and that's E-L-O-H-I-M, just as the uh, Tetragrammaton, which is T-E-T-R-A-G-R-A-M-M-A-T-O-N, uh, Tetragrammaton, is a secret name of the Elohim. The name given to the, quote, those that came from above, quote, this leaves a small crescent symbol with another T, which I propose is the world in crescent of those that come from above. Lastly, the letters G-A-L-A, -A, Gala, or Gala, which is when read correctly, anti-clockwise, is the Hebrew word to make complete. It is done. There's a reference to that as well. So we have, uh, he has the next images. His, his, gra his graphics are incredible. Uh, the seal has seven aspects, and then uh, it ties in with Gobeki Tebki and the uh, Holy Trinity, the uh, Pleiades Seven Sisters, as you'll see when you view it on Jeff's website. There's another seal of Solomon talisman that is decoded after the key of Solomon is decoded lower down in the page. Here are more clues. Three important talisman seals are shown here from the British manuscript with more. A sacred constellation of Orion actually mentioned. Constantine's sacred cross in the Chirio XP with a pointer showing the ways in the heavens, three crosses as stars in a row with four others in perspective with these three in a row, sacred geometry found in da Vinci's paintings and the detail found in the parchments of the Claviculus du Ro Solomon, which is C-L-A-V-I-C-U-L-E-S-D-U, then a capital R-O-I, and then Solomon, S-A-L-O-M-O-N. And it shows those as well. The Clavicle of Solomon Manuscript. King Solomon's secret revealed 
by Ptolemy the Grecian, as seen in the Sloan Manuscript, British Library, uh, the number 3,847, <coughs> has one predominant depiction and encoded within it. It appears to be the sacred cross that Emperor Constantine saw in the sky. Purportedly, he had a vision and he had it drawn. But here, the entire secret is presented with all its details. Let it be said that the key of Solomon talisman, the parchment with the orange glow, holds the identical detail, but with a different code. The balance of the Ptolemy, and that's P-T-O-L-O-M-Y, Ptolemy was uh, Macedonia, uh, Cleopatra the seventh, and her children as well, as well as um, um, other uh, important um, um, figures in ancient history. So uh, Alexander the Great was also Ptolemaic line, bloodline. Uh, the balance of Ptolemaic manuscript is also completely immersed in what seems to be false destructive magic and alchemy used to take action against those with this manuscript. The image suggests that the Solomon secret symbol uh, involves the sacred cross and the Jesus, the savior. Here is important speculation. The cross that heretics were crucified on seems to have been carefully chosen symbolic punishment specifically aimed at silencing those who dared to preach knowledge about forbidden records of the sacred cross in the sky, which is the lost and the forgotten symbol. The small talisman next to the, quote, prime key, quote, of Solomon talisman is one of the first simplified examples of the sacred cross insignia, the pattern of Solomon's secret as seen at the top of this website. The sacred cross is the, quote, key of Solomon. The key, in quotes, showing the way to truth, which is correct. Its secret can be deciphered only from the way it appears in the sky, exactly like the lost symbol icon showing in the 10 o'clock position of the larger Solomon talisman. It is one that is also easily visible in the night sky today and has been revered by ancient civilizations from the beginning of time as explored in my book. In simplicity, the ancient secret seems to use the three belt stars of Orion to show the way in the sky to locate the position of the Pleiades, then using the leg shape of the Pleiades as a secondary pointer to find a specific star. Occasionally, just the three belt stars are used without reference to the Pleiades using a set distance in the sky, that being 33 degrees of arc measurement. The Codex of the Testament of King Solomon speaks of this measurement just as Masonic texts hint of it. More on the celestial measurement follows. I found it interesting that virtually all ancient civilizations across the globe worshipped angelic beings that associated themselves with one special star in this area of the sacred bull of the heavens. As seen in many examples of ancient star maps, I, it, I, it appears to have been deciphered. Here is the evolution of our religions. Our earliest ancestors worshipped them as, quote, gods from the stars. The ancient churches revered them as angels, and stars were encoded as, quote, demons. In modern times, they are ridiculed as the subject of celestial visitors in flying discs. And then he shows a 
uh, map of Orion, the Seven Sisters star group, but it is a uh, one that is in motion. So it, it's actually a visual motion uh, diagram. In the collection of records reveals by Ptolemy the Grecian, as seen in the Sloan manuscript, uh, there is one very important secret sketch seen below. It is a small note next to the sketch beckoning the reader to remember proportions within the image. It is still nicknamed today as it was in ancient times, the cosmic signpost. Solomon's secret of its key, quote, that shows the way is Orion, that being Orion's belt as a way, also known as the way shower, W-A-Y-S-H-O-W-R. That's a reference. The key is also the key of St. Peter and the key of Hiram of Biff. It shows the way to the tetragrammaton in the heavens. And then you uh, said to take the mouse over the image so you can see it. And then he shows another incredible graphic image of uh, this as well, which um, is uh, worth viewing. And then there's other online sources of the manuscript. Click here for more of the history of all the three star, three sun-like stars and the origin of the Trinity. Then the Hebrew Ptolemy uh, clavicle key of Solomon legend and the Tetragrammaton. All these are references and links. One of the highest uh, positions in the heaven, the house uh, being placed of the Elohim. And it's, it says, see the reference to the house in the Solomon Testament that follows. And then you have the Judex Codex, J-U-D-A-S and C-O-D-E-X. Christ shows Judas Solomon's secret knowledge as a star pattern in the sky. See the last few seconds of the documenting preview. And then he's got another image of a celestial star chart. And then we have Constantine's sacred cross, the Chai Rio. For three centuries after the crucifixion of the Christ, his followers were in very small numbers and they worshiped in secret. It was a time when the Greek religions prevailed and they were primarily based around their ultimate God Zeus, worship of the sun and of the celestial mysteries, which is M-Y-T-H-R-A-S. Up until then, Christianity was a forbidden religion and those who were caught uh, delving into it were fed to the lions for the entertainment of a very statistic Roman population. What follows here will eventually appear in to discredit Christianity, but once more truth emerges in its entirety, the significance of the Christ will become much clearer. History is able to reveal a great deal about the Christ that will suggest how human he really was as opposed to being God incarnate. Many writers will no doubt see the opportunity in making a fast dollar in discrediting Christianity. However, it will soon be one uh, clear that in all probability, there is a more plausible, poss plausible possibility how one can actually interpret how the Christ claimed he was, quote, God in specific texts. It is likely that the creator of this vast universe spoke through him at important times, just as were the case with other great messengers in history. There's also no doubt that his heavenly father was what history has recorded as the Elohim. Who the Elohim really were will also become much clearer in this article. There is more to this Masonic story than meets the eye, and it will also elaborate and elevate the significance of many of the other great messengers throughout history as the truth associated with their lives begin to fit 
with the fundamentals of what virtually all believed systems originally came and claimed before they were altered by mortal mankind. In all probability, the new evidence that will be presented on this website will inspire even those who are self-proclaimed atheists. Around 300 years ago, after the crucifixion of Christ, the uh, Roman Emperor Constantine, the one who introduced Christianity as it stands to this day, Constantine claimed to have an encounter that would be classed as a paranormal event today. It occurred before an important battle. He was visited by brightly dressed beings that came down from the heavens. The important message to him and his imposing army involved the witnessing of a sacred cross formation seen in the sky. He was told about its significance and that if he had celebrated its importance, he would be triumphant. He subsequently decreed that his army's shield be decorated with his cross insignia, that it's his reference to as the Greek letters XP, as an X-ray papa, and that is known as the Labarum, L-A-B-A-R-U-M, or Chirio, C-H-I hyphen R-I-R-H-O. He was triumphant, and on returning to Rome, probably realized that the message he received was relevant to something hidden within the original Gospels of Christianity. The sacred cross secret must have coincided in some way. Why else would he begin to use his sacred cross rio, uh, chai rio, uh, cross of the sky, as the title represented of, quote, the Christ? It was also Constantine who decided that only four out of the entire collection of Gospels would be accepted into this version of Christianity. No doubt there were those texts that he believed would be the most palatable to a predominantly Mithras, M-Y-T-H-R-A-S, that was the ancient, um, ancient Roman uh, mystery religion, and Zeus worship society. Christianity texts set as so sun worshipers would follow. <clears throat> it is interesting to note that although the Christ and his apostles were originally Aramaic and Hebrew, the original four gospels that were chosen from at least 30 or so gospels we were already copies that were written in Greek, the predominant language of Rome at the time. One cannot help wonder what happened to the original Hebrew and the Aramaic testimonies that were written around the time of the Christ. <clears throat> Another interesting point that can be made here is that the name of the Christ, who was believed to be, quote, the son of God, quote, was a man born with the Hebrew name Yeshua, and that's Y-E-S-H-U-A. That was original name. Yet his name would become spoken name and in, uh, in quotes, it's capital I hyphen S-E-O-U-S, Isis Christus. And then next word is C-H-R-I-S hyphen T-U-S after the time of Constantine. That was the original name of what we know as Christ. The adjustment is not an, uh, a transliteration. It suggests that it must have been altered by the Romans, perhaps to introduce the greatness of the Christ to its people in a way that would be more acceptable to those of the old tradition of belief. The name Yeshua, which Y-E-S-H-U-A, was changed as mentioned to I-S-E-O-U-S, uh, Isis. The pronunciation sounds remarkably close to the old spoken way meaning of, quote, Zeus, Z-E-U-S. Zeus was a previously accepted ultimate god of the Romans.
previously. The pronunciation of Christus with the C-H-R-I-S hyphen T-U-S also sounds very close to an old way describing a crisscross, in quotes, which became the way in English to explain the image of a cross. There are obviously a lot more pagan hidden records here suggesting this way of thinking than there were 12 apostles for the 12 reasons. The rebirth of the sun date of the 25th of December, chosen as the birth of Christ, as well as the Easter tradition adopted from the pagan religion. The son of God replaced the son of God. And that's S-O-N versus S-U-N and so forth. For now, let us assume that these are all just coincidences and due to the sensitivity of the matter, let scholars argue over how it was possible for so many alterations to be made by human hand to all the holy works. The celebration of the rebirth, meaning rising of the sun, S-U-N, each year on the 25th of December called Sol Invictus, I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S, is important and it will be looked upon as it seems to be more confused with sacred stars than it was just like our, quote, sun, S-U-N. This date was chosen for celebration of the birth of the, quote, son of God, and that's S-O-N. If this sounds like mere speculation, read on further corroborating evidence that is anything but chance. In many Renaissance paintings, like Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper, the apostles were often depicted in four groups of three, coincidentally like the four seasons of the year. He was born of a, quote, virgin mother, like the earlier gods, and in many depictions shows that as being breastfed by his mother, which is virtually identical to how the Egyptian solar goddess Isis is portrayed. Some convincing evidence can also be found in the earliest written gospels, the Christ story that will allow us to unveil part of the mystery. That being the birth of the Christ was recorded in the Greek gospel of Matthew without the tradition Sol Invictus, which is sun rebirth depiction in the sky. Instead, preference was given to the significance of a special star being visible in the sky. This sheds light on some very important clues what uh, possible connections or interpretation similarly could be there between our sun and another very important star in the sky, especially in the context of the testimony of beings that came down from the heavens. One must also wonder about the importance of the very early accounts of a worldwide celebration of the star on top of a Yule tree that was especially selected because it has a conical shape. Was it possibly linked to the biblical Jacob ladder account or was it perhaps inspired by something else? Without a doubt, it appears to match the star at the center of the larger Solomon Key talisman, parchment on this webpage with what looks like a conical beam of light or ladder coming down from it. Then you have the Matthew and the Judas text. When it comes uh, to the Matthew gospel, scholar are still at loggerheads over whether the three wise magi, M-A-G-I, or kings who supposedly came from the East is an accurate interpretation. Many say they were probably not even people at all. Incidentally, the word magi, M-A-G-I, can also be interpreted as a study of the stars, probably more in the context of astronomy here than astrology. The word, quote, wise, W-I-S-E, is another clue when considering stars in this context. 
what it's, it seems to hint is that wisdom that can be found if one knows the meaning of the strange collective meanings of the three magi slash kings. Everything here points toward a celestial solution, real stars. A possible alternative interpretation of the text also includes Solomon's secrets that was, was lost depicting the same sacred cross that was Constantine appeared to have witnessed. It is an interpretation that becomes apparent when one considers the historical reference to the three kings of the sky. On a search window in the link to the Morals and Dogma Freemason historical text page, uh, below press the control F on your keyboard and the word search, these words uh, being one, three kings, two, Orion, three, Taurus the bull, four, Pleiades stars run together. And then it references the three kings in the east as stars of Orion, the morals and dogma text. Another reference here is the star obsession and star pattern on the Masonic apron. For this reason, let us consider the significance of the three magi as the belt stars of the constellation of Orion. In the Matthew text, which is in all probability, is also the sacred cross of Constantine. In the general English traditional version of the Matthew text, in brief, the three kings from the east, quote, follow the direction to a special star associated with the birth slash beginning of the Christ. Or alternatively, the three stars of the Orion's belt rise in the east, and if one follows the alignment, the direction of one would follow, meaning eyesight, to be a special star associated with the birth slash beginning of the Christ. And then he has a reference to the Chirio, the Christ sky image of the three kings rising as the stars of Orion. In the alternative Matthew text interpretation, what the observer is following is a phenomenon of the three king stars rising in a row in the east. They direct one's line of sight toward a star of, quote, great importance. The star ostensibly associates with the birth or the beginning of the Christ. What could be so important about a star, one might ask? There is one thing and one other thing only that stands out in the context of celestial beings, that being messengers, angels, or cherubim that came down from above. What has to be considered is whether the star in question is a record, not only of a real star in the heavens, but also of a star system, so to speak, a solar system that may have been the place of origin of the celestial visitors that historically originally spoke of, namely the Tetragameton or the Elohim. And that's E-L-O-H-E-I-M. This, of course, begs the question whether the cosmic beings were real flesh and blood entities, which were not only present in the form of spirit beings. No research seems, no researchers seem to have recognized than the matching the visual detail. More recently, the lost gospel of Judas reveals a very important star reference that is made mention of. It is where the Christ speaks to Judas in his last hours. While pointing to a star in the heavens, the Christ says something along these lines, quote, behold Judas, dot, 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 this star is also your star to follow. Once again, this is remarkable, similar to tone to the Matthew text, which beckons the three wise men to, quote, follow in alignment to the star of Bethlehem. 
National Geographic then inadvertently takes this story to a whole new level. The scene is the night sky in the film footage, and it seems to suggest that there is more to this story than scholars currently prepared to comment on. The footage, coincidentally, depicts three bright stars in a row that align with one all-important star. See earlier reference link for the National Geographic video and star depiction. What seems to be beyond coincidence is the producer's choice of showing the star in question with a slight yellow spectrum. This is the same color spectrum as, quote, our sun. By, how many, by now, how many readers will be wondering what does this seemingly off-track Christ story have to do with the Key of Solomon mystery, if anything? In the images to follow, the secret of a star image emerges in reference to its position compared to deciphered constellations extracted from the cipher puzzle. It unveils the full meaning of the ancient Hebrew Solomon key pictogram, cipher, that many agree to the, is the original key of Solomon's secret. Solomon's key is actually Orion. Cracking the secret of the Hebrew Solomon key cipher first requires the primary symbol uh, deciphered, the symbol that is being pointed to on the parchment above, the icon referenced to here as another forgotten symbol since its meaning here is forgotten. With my astronomy background and delving into the secrets of the ancient pyramid building covers in my book, the Orion constellation becomes a very familiar constellation over the years. I have found himself staring at this Hebrew cipher wondering why so many stars were being used. Then it dawned on me. This is Orion. Orion is the key. Orion is the key, the forgotten symbol of Solomon. This thought made sense since the key aspect is reason because next to it is the other talisman showing how the key is celebrated in the all the churches. A crisscross symbol is shown precisely how the star constellation of Orion appears in the night sky. And it also appears to be represented in the smaller talisman with the title Sacred Cross, where the icon was traditionally shown as a simplified insignia of a cross within a cross, one within the other. The smaller talisman depicted the traditional sacred cross detail in the larger talisman with a very tiny star cluster detail comprising what astronomy terms. Orion's sword. Orion's sword is the cluster that appears to be in a line of what looks like four blurred stars in a row where one of them has a red haze nebula around one of the stars. On an exceptionally clear night and with absolutely perfect vision, one can occasionally see and make out at least six of the tiny little stars in the Orion sword. The head of Orion is along the same line of alignment and is also comprised of another cluster of around four tiny stars. In the two sacred cross comparisons, there are rings in gray. The one on the absolute right is an enlargement of the Solomon key icon where the sword, meaning the six dots, is ringed in orange. Compare this with the slight hinge hint in the star cluster detail in the circled image titled Sacred Cross, quote, where it too has a counterpart circled in orange. And then he shows more incredible graphics 
that the sacred cross is a riot. And then he goes on. What time is it? It's 2.30. Jeff, uh, we've covered basically an hour and a half already. Yeah, if we go much longer, then people will see it's an hour and a half and they won't engage with it because it's too much of a time commitment. Uh, how, how much more do you got to finish this one? I would say at least another 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, I think I think just mark the page here and, uh, and we'll, we'll continue on next week. And by the way, Chris, this is one of the best ones you have ever done. Honestly, uh, this is so deep and the images are so stunning. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know how much work Chris actually puts into this. Um, like he, he put, he rewrites these, he, he takes scours through books. He, you know, he does a lot. Uh, there's a lot of effort that goes into what he does. And then he organizes them all in these Intel briefs that are posted on right on you, uh, com under the military analyst. And, and by the way, for this one today, uh, Chris, I have mentioned to people that I am going to post a couple of the graphics onto our telegram channel so everyone can see. I'm going to do one from the beginning and one from near the end because these are truly stunning. Uh, this is some of the best I've seen. Well, it gets better, Jeff. You haven't seen part two and part three. I can't wait, to be honest. This is this is really, really good. And uh, I, I, I could tell a story and how this all relates to, uh, to some stuff that I have here. Uh, but hey, and listen, I've got some really quick announcements uh, that you're going to want to hear. Uh, but before I get to them, I've got uh, two super chats that I want to read out to you. And, and I'll tell you why I always read the super chats out loud, because first of all, they're usually very kind. And the second reason is, you know, there's an old saying, you know where someone's heart is when their wallet is there. And I know it only costs a dollar or two to put up a super chat. But when someone puts something behind it, uh, it really has a lot more meaning. So the first one is from Jan 7th, and it says, Thank you, Chris, for reading so many words. I read to my granddad, the grandkids, and it is work. I really appreciate it very much. Prayers to you still. Uh, that's amazing. And uh, oh, here's the second one. Amazing Intel, Chris. Thank you. This is from Patriot Girl 1776. Uh, amazing Intel, Chris. Thank you for providing this Intel, Jeff. You were truly have a wonderful show and a podcast. I appreciate everything uh, you provide us with, especially the goggles series and this Intel. And by the way, the new goggles will be up on Sunday, a change from our regular Bible study. And uh, I hope you'll be challenged by it. Um, okay, so. I have a couple announcements for you, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek of what is to come. And by the way, Chris, we're going to continue this series for the next couple of weeks, right? Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. So. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I was mesmerized by this one in particular. There's so much in this that was just fantastic. Um, okay, so there's, there's a few things going on. Uh, we've had a busy couple days, and I just want to give you a preview of what is to come. So in just a little over an hour at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, <coughs> excuse me, on our Rumble channels and on Podbean and Odyssey and stuff like that, uh, we're going to have a show. It's not a very long show, but uh, for those of you who are familiar with Task Force, and with the high command 
Timothy Charles Holmseth and David Strait. Uh, there's been a major controversy brewing uh, in behind that. And uh, so Christy and I addressed it on a program and we think you're going to find uh, what we're asking and what we're trying to get to the bottom of uh, to be very, very interesting. And uh, there's some direction to maybe start watching it because I think it is going to be very interesting. So that's at four o'clock today. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You got a really dry throat. At 6.30 today on our Telegram channel, uh, our main Telegram channel, the link is already there to join. Uh, it will start at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing an open chat, and it's uh, talking about the future and making building community and stuff like that. Because, listen, a lot of us, you know, we, uh, it, we're, we're just so happy when we find someone we can actually talk to about this stuff. So we're going to discuss that, and we'll probably bring up some controversial issues as well. So at 4 o'clock, we've got the uh, Home Seth and Straight at 6.30 on Telegram. We've got the chat, and I'm going to be posting a couple of the pictures from this on to that channel as well. Then tomorrow, we have an insider that goes inside of uh, Britney Spears' life. Uh, first-hand accounts, ladies and gentlemen, and it is mind-blowing, some of the information that comes out. So you'll want to definitely tune in for that. And then, uh, oh, and by the way, after the chat today on Telegram, we do have our debut of our Singapore prayer celebration. And that will be starting at 8 p.m. today, right after the chat. So uh, we're doing it on Wednesdays and Saturdays now. So, oh, we got another one. And it's from Jan7 again. It says, I appreciate your voice as well, Jeff. So glad you were bringing Chris to us. Yeah, well, absolutely. And uh, Chris has become a friend of mine. And uh, I really do appreciate him and all his hard work and his sincere heart towards this. Uh, so that's it for my announcements. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, no, just that the audience stay tuned and uh, go to your the website where the, uh, uh, the actual articles, because these are phenomenal. The three that uh, Wayne Herschel has done, and then you'll, you'll see the ones that uh, two or three that um, uh, Michael Tellinger has done, and it will answer so much to the secrets to life and how uh, civilization evolved from beyond this world. Yeah, amen, amen. Hey, uh, fantastic, Chris, and thank you for all your effort. And really, ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea how much work Chris has actually put into all this stuff. And then uh, just to, 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 to read his work, uh, you know, his compilations of these intelligent briefs, uh, it, it, I'll tell you, it, it's, uh, it's not easy to talk for an hour and a half, especially at the pace that Chris does, and uh, with a lot of difficult words, I might add, as well. So uh, it is very much appreciated. And Chris, uh, I don't want to go without uh, you saying uh, you have some updates on your website about the announcement. One yes, more time. Uh, audience, uh, Tony and I, who are creating the best plan uh, for uh, both in uh, real estate or real property investment, rather, meaning uh, our cruise liner and later when the economy collapses late next spring, there'll be survival safety ships. Uh, we have made we have made uh, incredible progress considering that there's been so many mistakes at the corporate level, not ours, of how things uh, should have been handled correctly. 
and we've overcome these, but it's cost us probably an additional two months because of their screw-ups. Anyway, you can see the website. It's newlifeaboard.com, N-E-W-L-I-F-E-A-B-A-O-R-D.com, and uh, view it. You'll see examples of the ships as well as uh, what life will be like uh, in the near future for both from a uh, – uh, investment standpoint that will generate money, read carefully, study it. If you have questions, you can email at the website. So we're making uh, incredible progress. It's just that the, the business world today, which is all predicated on, on money and uh, the petrodollar, has just literally uh, made life so near impossible to accomplish the simplest things in life. And you'll see what we have done by just going to newlifeaboard.com. It's on the website and we have received responses from numerous people. I don't have an exact number, but people are responding correctly and they're putting down a, a down payment of $20 for a pre-registration. And that is the correct thing to do for the near future. Follow the website and bookmark it, save it, and study it, you'll learn a lot, and you'll see what we have done over the past years to make this happen for everyone. That's all, Jeff. All right, and thank you very much. And again, just because there is money involved, I have to give a financial disclaimer that uh, Right On Radio is not actually affiliated with this project. I neither uh, endorse or go against it. It's just, uh, the, but I, Chris is important to the show, and he's important to a lot of you, and I want to make sure he has the time to... Uh, to put out this venture and to many, many people, it's going to be very important to you. So uh, you can follow the website. As I understand, they're going to be updating it constantly. And that's newlifeaboard.com. Chris, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, the great listener, because we would only be here because of you. So in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Okay, Jeff, over and out.